The Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. You are listening to Your Safe Space, hosted by me, Adele Marie. On the show today, there are marriage regrets, and we also hold some space for those of us unsure about whether or not we want kids. Let's get into the show. Hi guys, happy Thursday. Welcome back. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for joining me again this morning or later today. I'm not too sure what time you're actually listening to the podcast, but I hope you've had a good week and I hope that we are getting into the weekend energy. Time is flying by. It's a little bit crazy. I know, I know, I know, but I've um, not done a solo episode for quite some time, if I'm totally honest. So I'm happy to be back in your ears today. I am missing all of my fun co-hosts over the last couple of weeks, but I do love talking to you guys one-on-one as well. I also love the feedback that I'm getting from you guys. You can always DM the podcast or DM me. You can even just leave some feedback in the question and confession doc as well. I love that you're loving the episodes and I love recording them. Now, today we are doing obviously confessions and questions and I just wanted to do a tiny bit of housekeeping, okay? Because I feel like at the moment, all of our confessions and questions are very heavily relationship-based, breakup-based or sex-based, which is fine. I did ask for that at the start, but I'm wanting to broaden our horizons, okay? I'm thinking some things like housemate horror stories. I'm sure we've all had one or two of those. Even maybe some workplace drama. Did someone steal your food out of the fridge? I don't know. Tell me about it. Or maybe there's some family tea that you're wanting to spill. Please let me know. The link, as I said, is in the notes, and I look forward to reading them and hopefully sharing them on air with the rest of the listeners. All right, guys, are we ready to hear the tea today? This one is quite an interesting one. The confession is titled, I shouldn't have married him. I was at my then fiance's house helping him pack his belongings before we were moving into our new home. To set the scene a little, it was our early 20s. We were both moving out of home for the first time and we were a week out from our wedding. I was so excited because we were a week away from saying I do as husband and wife and starting the next chapter of building our lives together. I'm scared because <laughs> said that sounds nice. That sounds like it's a perfect time. During the packing, I was moving lots of bits and pieces around, packing up all his belongings and taking extra care as I handled all of the items he loved. However, after a few hours, my heart sank when I discovered something. <sighs> I feel sick. <laughs> I was moving some items in his room when I came across a letter written by my fiancé to his ex-partner. The letter detailed how he was unsure about going ahead with our wedding and he had even written in there that he wasn't in love with me. What the fuck? As you can imagine, shit hit the fan. I was so hurt and confused and had so many questions. Girl, I don't blame you. (laughs) I confronted him. I needed clarity, I needed answers and I wanted to know where he stood. Looking back now, it was easy to see how charming and manipulative he was. At the time, he reassured me that he didn't mean it and that he blamed the letter on him having cold feet. We were so close to the wedding though, and despite my doubts about the strength of the relationship, our wedding still went ahead. Unfortunately for me, it never quite resolved as there were even more lies, betrayal and trauma in the following years of our marriage. This was all until I finally reached my breaking point and asked for a divorce. 
We are now separated, but I wish I had listened to my gut instinct that day I found the letter. The moral of the story is don't ignore any red flags, no matter how far deep you think you are in. What the fuck? Sorry. You have far more patience than me because I tell you, the second I would have found that letter, I'm done. I would have bailed. (laughs) I would have been like, you can go back to her if you're not in love with me, if you don't want to get married because I'm over. I wouldn't even care if we were a week out from getting married. I wouldn't care if I had my dress in the cupboard waiting. I wouldn't care if everything was paid for, even if I was going to lose money. I would have not gone ahead and I'm not trying to judge this as not, not at all. I think it's quite brave of you to come on and share this with me. So thank you. But I'm just shook because who the fuck is also writing letters? I'm not sure when this story is from or how old you are, but how can someone be so dumb to write a letter? And then if you're not going to send it, rip it up, put it in the bin, like cover your tracks a little bit better. I don't know. I just find it so, so cooked. If anything, it's a nice reminder that the truth will always come out. I don't think it was a coincidence that you found the letter. I actually think you were meant to see it. And I mean, I'm saying all of this to you as someone who hasn't been a week out from a wedding, who has never been engaged, right? And so I am truly deeply so sorry that you had to experience this because I think about it, if I'm in your position or if I was in your position, you would have been feeling so excited and had so much hope and just been so ready for that next step. And then it would have just been dampened the second you found it. And I can imagine the pain you probably would have felt would have been huge. There's also the other element, as I said, of being so close to the wedding. For me personally, if that was me right now, I would have just walked away, but obviously I don't know your circumstances and maybe at that point in time, you could have been feeling pressure from friends or family or even from your partner at the time. I do understand that it is so hard sometimes to leave a relationship when you're in the thick of it, let alone when you are a week out from the wedding. It's a little bit insane and a little bit wild, but I hope that you are doing better. I'm not sure where you're at in life, but I hope that you're either in a healthier relationship or just living your best single life because you truly deserve it. And I think this just goes to show better late than never, even though you didn't leave that relationship when you thought you should have, you did in the end. So I'm so proud of you for finally making that decision and standing up for yourself and knowing that you do truly deserve better. The last thing I'll say is I really hope you are not judging yourself either because it's very easy when we look back on all of our life mistakes or on all of our life's decisions to think, oh, I should have done that. I should have acted quicker. I shouldn't have said this or hindsight is a really funny thing. But I always just say to myself, previous Adele, whatever she was doing at that point in time, she was doing the best with the knowledge that she had, the information that she had. And at that point in time, that exact moment, she thought that was the right decision. So try to release if you have any like shame or guilt coming up. It's not worth it. It's done now. You are in a different point of your life. And I hope that you're not having any of that residual heavy emotion still lingering. And of course, the silver lighting is just the fact that now you know you deserve better. Now you know what warning signs to possibly look for. And hopefully it's led you to have a stronger bond with your own intuition. I think it could also be really helpful for other listeners who are in early stages of relationships or maybe even about to get married and seeing red flags or warning signs. And it's a nice little reminder to trust your gut. And to know that when something comes up and tells you this isn't right, I'm not feeling it, don't be scared to lean in and listen to that. And don't be scared to make decisions because you think it might upset the status quo or you think it might upset other people. In moments like that, you do have to put yourself first and you do have to prioritize yourself. 
And so guys, to wrap our confession, I want to know, have you ever found something that you shouldn't that led to a relationship breakdown? Did you still get married even though you had an urge telling you you shouldn't? How did it work out for you? I'm very curious. So if you are comfortable sharing, come and join the Your Safe Space Pod Facebook group and let us know. You can leave all your thoughts about this in the episode thread. All right. Now, I just want to let you guys know before we get into the question part of this episode, I am not a qualified professional, okay? I'm never going to come on here and tell you that I am. And I'm always going to tell you, please take my advice with a grain of salt. Take anything you see on the internet or anything you listen to on podcasts with a grain of salt. All right. And as always, if you need professional help, please go and get it. I'm the biggest advocate for it. And I'll say it literally every single Thursday. Our question of the week is quite a long one. So buckle up and bear with me. I've been with my partner, Adam, for seven years and we are recently engaged. Congratulations. I love him so much and when I think about him and us, I do picture us with a family of our own someday and I know how much he wants kids. Here's the thing. We've talked about the topic of having kids many times and I've always said that I'd want kids because deep down I think there is a part of me that does. As I'm getting older though, for reference, I'm 27, I'm waiting for this feeling to kick in. The feeling that tells me I'm 100% ready or that I 100% want them and it just hasn't come and I'm afraid that it won't ever come. I also don't feel overly maternal. I'm a creature of habit, someone who likes to carefully plan, prepare and time things. I'm also quite advanced in my career. I currently hold a senior position at work and so at this point in time, I've made it clear that I'm just not there yet. By now, the conversation is starting to turn into finding an approximate age at which I think I will be ready. Adam is truly so patient in the sense that he comes to me with this from a place of curiosity. He also says he will never force anything on me and he does not want me to feel pressured. But that's the thing. I am feeling pressure though, from society, from my family and from my friends, though seemingly harmless. So when's the baby coming? Or, oh, you guys are engaged now? So are you planning to have babies soon? Are actually so draining to me. I can only fucking imagine. Honestly, I wish that people just would stop doing that altogether. I find myself scathing after these comments because they are filled with this indirect pressure and expectation to grow a whole freaking life in my body just to satisfy everyone else. I guess these are my concerns. What if I never get that maternal feeling? Am I still meant to have kids if it's not a 100% a certain feeling that I get? What happens to our life of travel? We just came back from three months overseas and we were so in our element as a couple doing that with no extra responsibilities. I fear that this will disappear and if I'm honest with myself, I'm too selfish in where I'm at in my life right now and our life stage to want to give that up yet. What if I wait too long and can't have kids? I'm annoyed at what this can do for my career as a woman. Being out of the work environment can hinder my ability to advance and even impact my super. And when I'm around babies, I like them and I think they're cute, but I don't get that clucky feeling or think, oh my goodness, I want one of my own. I feel like other women around me get that sense, but I don't. It's like, I do want a baby for future us, but I also don't want a baby just to satisfy everyone else. Part of me is so angry for being a woman and how our biology works that there's this known time frame and countdown as to when we have to make this decision. It makes me so angry and sad at the same time. I just don't know what to do or how to make this decision, ensuring it's the right one. I don't want to have regrets, 
But either way, I feel like a part of me will be missing or not whole if I do or don't. And before I get into this question, I just want to acknowledge that not everyone gets to choose when it comes to having children. Infertility will actually affect one in six Australian couples. And I'm sorry if there are any listeners who find this question triggering or might be bothered by it. You're welcome to turn off the episode. Please protect your peace. I also just want to give this listener a massive fucking hug because she's been so open and vulnerable with us. And when I was reading her question, I can see so much of myself in that question. And I'm sure so many listeners listening can also see themselves in that question. And so I think while it's a really hard topic to discuss and navigate, it's important that we do give it a bit of space and that we do unpack it because it could potentially help other people who might be feeling the same. Now, I have also never been maternal. I think I've spoken about it on this podcast quite a few times. I've never had the urge, very similar to the listener, I can sometimes see myself having a family when I think about it in my head. It's very traditional family, like there's a dad, there's me, and there's a baby or two. But I also have never really had that feeling in any of my relationships, especially now I'm single. I don't have that feeling if ever, if at all. I've also never had the urge to just say, oh my God, yes, I want kids. Like this is like a life goal or a life dream. And I think it's okay for you to never feel that. I think it's okay for you to vocalize that. I think it's okay for you to articulate that. The added pressure that this listener has is that she is engaged and that she is in a relationship. I guess I have a bit of peace at the moment because I am single and I still don't, don't worry. I still get asked by people, especially family, when are you having a baby? I'm like, do you not see my current dating situation? Like be fucking for real. It's so complex and so layered and I'm going to just strip it right back and just tell this is now firstly, what you're feeling is so valid. What you're feeling is so normal. I'm also very grateful that you have a supportive partner because not everyone in this circumstance has that. And sometimes a partner can put more stress and pressure on you. I also believe that this is not a decision that should be rushed or made lightly because there are a lot of concerns that you've listed. Things like sacrificing your travel, having your career be threatened and I also feel like that's probably not spoken about enough. You know, if you are somebody who can have a child and you are also in the workforce and really value your career, when you are choosing to then have a child, you are taking so much time out of the workforce and your ability to get promotions or have career progression. And that's not to say that different companies don't have better or different maternity plans and things like that. And the reason I think it's an issue is because if you are someone who ties your identity to your career, it's almost like you're having to sacrifice that and choose something else over the other. I will also add, and this is not financial advice, please talk to a financial advisor. But when I was, I think I was maybe like 21-ish, I worked corporate full-time at a ASX listed company. One day they had a panel, it was something about International Women's Day, and they had a panel with somebody from a super company there. And what they were saying was that Traditionally, when they look at men versus women and their super amounts come the end of their career at retirement, women are significantly disadvantaged when it comes to super because of time taken out of the workforce, whether it is to have a baby or raise children. And so they had said to us that we should start salary sacrificing a little bit extra if we wanted to one day maybe do that. And at that point, I was 20. I was like, I'm not fucking thinking about having kids. But I just found it so fascinating because the discrepancy or the difference between the two super incomes was huge across all of these studies that they had done. 
And so there's that that we have to consider. And then obviously we also have to consider our fucking biological clocks. And some of you might remember me coming on here when I was having a little menti B about turning 30. I was really freaking out because suddenly time was just, I could see it just like shrinking and like slipping out of my fingers. And I was so upset, very similar to this listener, because why do I have to worry about my biological clock? Like I still want time. I do actually think this listener has quite a bit of time. You are 27 and I know... It might not feel like you have time, but even in my past experience, when I've gone to gynecologists for other reasons and I've brought up the whole issue of the biological clock, there is an element of it being harder to possibly have children the older that you get, but you don't know that right now. And there are also some tests and investigating that you can do with your doctor if that is causing you concern. I don't recommend you doing that right away though. I'll get to my tips in a second. I'm just kind of wanting to address everything that you spoke about. The other thing that I wanted to mention was the maternal feeling. I feel like it's normal to not feel it. I'm going to say not every single person that has had a child has felt maternal. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that. I might be wrong. If you have had a child and you didn't feel that maternal feeling, I'd also love to hear from you in the Facebook group as well because I don't think... Feeling it necessarily then means that you're automatically going to go on to be this amazing parent. Do you know what I mean? I think you cannot feel it and still be a very good parent. I don't think feeling it means has that bearing over what you are then going to be like as a parent. Again, obviously, I'm not a parent, so I'm speaking from that perspective. But I think you really don't know what kind of parent you are going to be until you are a parent as well. So take some of that pressure off you in that sense. And then my last point before I get into kind of the advice that I want to give to you is the next time your friends or family say something to you, very gently tell them that you don't want to talk about it. Very gently just tell them, thanks for taking some interest in that, but I don't want to discuss it. Or maybe you can even say to them, this is difficult for me to hear right now. I don't want to have to think about it. Emotionally, I just don't have the energy. So can we just keep kids as a topic that's a no-go? Don't be scared to articulate that. I think sometimes our friends and family don't ask in a malicious way or to put that pressure on us. They might just be asking because they think like they should or it's the right thing to do. But sometimes they need to be told that it's not appropriate and please don't do it. And so as for you and your next steps, what I would advise you to do is to take a break actually from thinking about it and take a break from talking about it and take a break for, I'm going to say maybe like six months, maybe three months if the six months freaks you out and even speak to your partner and just say to your partner, look, I am going to do self-reflection. I am going to sit with it. There's a lot of things that I have to unpack, but can we just have a timeout on this topic for a minute so that I can just experience some mental and emotional relief and then we can revisit it in three or six months. And the reason that I want you to do that is just so you can give yourself a little bit of a circuit breaker. I'm seeing a lot of stress and worry in your question. And I just want you to realize that you do have time and I want you to give yourself that time. After you've had this little break, I think it's really important that you do your own self-reflection because you have listed lots of valid reasons here. Can I just say valid reasons for not wanting to have a child? There are so many reasons that people don't want to have kids and they're all valid, right? Sometimes you don't even need a reason. You can just not want to have them and that's okay. It is such a personal decision and I think you need to weigh up almost the pros and cons and go from there. And one thing I would really urge you to do is, I'm not sure in your life if you have people that 
have chosen not to have kids and have also then chosen to have them as well. But talk to both of them or talk to people or try to connect with people like that so you can understand how they came to make their decision. That might give you a little bit more peace and comfort as well in making your own decision. I also feel like having kids is one of those things that maybe you never feel 100% ready for as well. And I'm obviously trying to play devil's advocate and give like both sides of it because I think either decision could be the right one. But having a child is like a pretty big fucking commitment. You're bringing life into this world. It's a big thing. It's scary as shit. Is anyone ever really ready for that? I don't think I would ever maybe feel ready for that as well. So maybe that can validate some of your fear around that point. I also have an article that I'm going to link. It's from the ABC. I'll put it into the notes. It's called Undecided About Having Kids. Reading this might help. There will likely be no clarity. There will only be the choice that you make and the sure knowledge that either one will contain some loss. I really just liked how that resonated because, as I said, I don't think either decision is right or wrong. I think both decisions could be right. Both decisions could also be painful. Both decisions could have some loss of different things. And so, honestly, I think you just need to carve out some space for yourself, sit with it. And then the very, very last thing I'll say to you is if you need to unpack this in therapy with a trained professional who can work through this with you to help give you that clarity, I would highly recommend that as well. And I know some people might be listening thinking, oh, I don't need to go to therapy for that. And it's not even to get you to go to therapy to make up your mind. It's just to get you to validate yourself and to give you the tools to help you gain that clarity, regardless of the decision. It is a very big decision and I can only imagine that you've been feeling so much stress and pressure and I just want to say I'm sending you all my love. I hope that you're okay. All your concerns are valid. Give yourself some time out and then go back to reflection and I promise it will be okay and I promise whatever decision you make will be the right one. And I'm sending anybody else who's in this predicament so much love as well. As I said, there's going to be an episode thread for this and I would love if you guys could come and connect with each other because I do think there is something beautiful that can happen when we're going through the same shit and we can connect with people who understand and who can validate us or who can just sit in the shit with us. All right. I think we can wrap the episode there. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for sharing on your stories when you listen. I love seeing those little tags. I love seeing whether you're out on your walks or whether you're in the gym. I saw someone listening in the gym the other day. And I was like, yes, that makes me so happy. I didn't think this would be a podcast to hype you up in the gym. But if you're doing your workout right now, push out another rep. I'm so proud of you. You're killing it. And guys, if you haven't, please give us a rating on Spotify. Give us a rating on Apple and come and follow us on Instagram, on TikTok and join the Your Safe Space Facebook community. All right, I'll see you next time. Be safe. Have a great weekend. I love you so much. Bye. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land, hosted by me, Adele Marie. Your Safe Space is a part of the Amplify Podcast Network.